in today's episode, we open the conversation to the multiverse. And no, we're not talking about Marvel here. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The conversations around the metaverse have sparred even more conversations about the Web 3.0 or the multiverse. In this episode, Horst Zauli of TED Adaptica walks us through the makings of the multiverse and more. How is the metaverse linked to this new concept of the multiverse? Make no mistake, there won't be one metaverse, but many. Welcome to the multiverse. The metaverse represents a new chapter in how humans interact online. It will literally transform the way we use the internet from a 2D static page to a 3D virtual world. This is what we call the Web 3.0, and it's coming in Africa as well. In these virtual worlds, and through your avatar, you'll be able to walk, explore, shop, work, collaborate, engage with your audience. It represents huge opportunities for those who take the time to understand how it works. And listen, don't get me wrong. I understand in, in 1995, most people didn't understand how online shopping would work. It's normal that in 2022, people have a hard time picturing how the metaverse will change human interactions online forever. But make no mistake, it is happening. By 2024, it could represent $800 billion market, according to Bloomberg. Some experts even believe that the metaverse will be a $30 trillion market by 2031. Who are some of the big names investing in the multiverse? Welcome to the multiverse. We call it the multiverse. So Facebook and Meta will try to create the main metaverse for social interactions. And although they're investing $10 billion and 10,000 people in Europe, I don't think they will succeed. You know, they have too much bad press. You have companies like Adaptica, that will become the metaverse for education and professional development. Millions of people will be able to take classes, learn from each other, go through simulations, attend university classes to enhance their skills and advance their career. This will change everything in how people learn from each other. And with 41% of its population under the age of 15, Africa will be at the center of these changes if they play their cards well. And then you have Microsoft and others that will try to build the enterprise work metaverses where people will be able to work in a virtual world as if they were in the same office. Amazon, Alibaba, Baidu will all compete to build the metaverse for marketplace. This is where people will buy everything, physical assets, but also virtual assets like clothes for your avatar, virtual art, virtual real estate. There's a lot of, lot of money being generated in these metaverses pretty soon. So at the end of the day, you know, I mean, make no mistake, in this metaverse market, there will be a platform war and the winner wins it all. So let the show begin. Is it too early to talk about the readiness of the continent for this concept? So as I said earlier, Africa is not ready for, for these changes. It really scares me, except a few countries. I was just in Kenya a few days ago. Kenya will play their cards well. Rwanda, South Africa perhaps, Tunisia, Morocco, Egypt. Okay, great. But a lot of other countries, they're really lagging behind. And even the countries that I just uh, named right now, they need to quickly upgrade to fast speed internet because one thing that artificial intelligence and the metaverse need is a fast speed internet. 
Without that, we will simply become a digital colony of the USA, England, France, and China. That was Hoss Zauli of TED Adaptica. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Senegal's economy looks to be in goal-scoring form. The latest figures show that the economic activity was up 2.6% quarter-on-quarter in quarter 3 2021, which translates into a 10.6% year-on-year growth rate. Compared with the pre-pandemic economic output, that's quarter 4 of 2019, real GDP is up a commendable 12.2%. Agricultural output rose by 4.4%. Quarter and quarter in quarter three of 2021, but this translates into a more measured 4.6% year on year growth rate given the surge in agriculture activity in 2020 and a weaker performance in 2021. Industrial activity in quarter three of 2021 was driven by double digit annual growth in manufacturing, utilities, and construction activity, while mining output rose by 45.4% year on year. The information and communication technology sector saw another remarkable quarter with activity increasing by 11.9% quarter-on-quarter, which means the sector grew by 44.3% year-on-year. Services activities in general enjoyed another good quarter, with financial services being the only exception. Financial services activities dropped by 1.2% quarter-on-quarter in a quarter three of 2021, but activity was still up 8% year-on-year. Overall, fixed investment was still up 21.9% year-on-year. The net trade position also had a positive impact on annual growth improving by 21.2% year-on-year, although on a quarterly basis, net trade saw a weakening of 5.2%. The World Bank Group Board has granted South Africa a $750 million development policy loan in a bid to provide some financial reprieve. The low interest loan is aimed at supporting the country's economic reconstruction and recovery plan, as well as enhancing financial sector stability and aiding South Africa's commitment to climate change. The statement notes that the credit reinforces South Africa's decisions on how best to provide relief to the economy and the worst affected by the current crisis and also follows financing issued previously by other multilaterals, including the IMF the African Development Bank and the New Development Bank. In 2022, uh, the South African economy is forecast to see tepid economic growth, a fluid political environment and sky-high unemployment with the addition of growing demand for social support, finding the funding for a permanent initiative such as the mooted basic income grant remains a key sticking point. And a look at the markets. The Bank of Uganda mobilized 12 trillion shillings through the primary dealer market makers in the treasury bills and bonds of the year that ended December 2021. Another 1.4 trillion shillings was transacted during the same period through private placements as opposed to the open market auction compared to 10.9 trillion shillings before the PDMM system. The primary market dealers are those dealers who buy treasuries directly from the central bank, while the secondary dealers buy from these banks and deal with the public. In the secondary market, 42.7 trillion was transacted during the same period compared to 10.9 trillion before the PDMM system, which was introduced a year ago. The central bank says this is one of the indicators of a positive impact of reform of the financial market that was launched in 2016. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial, and if you have 
any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial, and you can find me at With The Dong.